Standing still, confronted by a mirage of smoke and mirrors, a familiar voice beckons me. I reach in the dark, let it flow through me with each step as it takes me into the river. The horizon disappears as we merge, suspended in time, lost in the distance. Bound to the tides, no words underwater. Pulled hair back to angle and breathe. The comfort of pain consumes me. We dance with fate, sunken, still always seeking. Daughter of distance and drought. Sister of survival. Lay to rest, let the rippling light fill your lungs with songs of hope. Welcome to Corner of Hunter and George, episode number 29, Peterborough's Art and Cultural Podcast, Peterborough Nogo Jiwanong. Well, this past week I, first time, managed to bump into covid been feeling the effects, virus, kind of what you'd think you'd feel, piercing headaches, first day or two, couldn't get out of bed, feeling chills and weakness and fever, gotten past that part of it at least, but still feel kind of congested, still not really myself. So, my guest today can relate to that. Fortunately, I think she is on the mend. But as you will hear, maybe not totally. Uh, that is Sarah, a.k.a. Shirazi. Um, Sarah, uh, she has gone from being lead in the band Television Road to founding perhaps Peterborough's, if not greatest, most dynamic music or overall arts festival, Borderless to having her own soulful, poetic, and just mind-bending solo work as Shirazi. She is someone I've wanted on my program basically ever since I started this, and I can't really say that about many other people. So I felt really blessed to be able to have her finally on my program. Well, in this upcoming interview, you're going to hear us talk about Borderless, that has been a huge thing that has kept revived this year. And as you're going to mention, and as I'm going to mention in my notes, she is bringing sort of a second part to it. There was a part one at Gordon Best on September 9th that she had to miss because she had COVID. But she is coming back with a few other bands for a part two of it on October 29th at Gordon Best. And we'll talk also about her own recovery from COVID. Her days with Television Road, and what that did for her. And overall, soulfully, what her own music does for her and allows a sort of part of herself to come out and express themselves that she just has been limited to in other ways by the limitations of our society. 
So this was a absolutely great experience. It uplifted my my literally ill soul, and it was uh, I I just can only share it with you. So here is my interview with Shirazi. A few days ago, I've tested positive myself, so uh, still kind of in oh our, no yes. So I'm sorry to hear that. Yes, I. I I was arrogantly thinking I was a bit immune from it because I have been exposed to a lot in the last couple of years and it just is never, I've never even really even had a cold in the last couple of years. But anyway, what what do you know? It's happened. So, um, yeah, so it's kind of, uh, so if I, you, I apologize beforehand if you're going to hear any congestive or sounds during this that's that's the reason anyway oh no worries at all okay and i well, i was going to actually start with that with you uh how are how are you feeling yourself feeling a lot better definitely oh, you know you feel like you get over it pretty quickly but then there's some lingering like exhaustion and you can't help but think would i have been this tired if it wasn't for my past covid i don't know so I feel like I got over it pretty quickly mm-hmm. after the show. It felt like almost like, oh, why did it happen exactly at that time? Right. Um, but then, yeah, I got over it quick. But now, yeah, I've been sort of feeling really tired ever since. So I'm like, oh, I think I have some lingering, um, yeah, fogginess and exhaustion, I think, after it. So things that people like don't talk about as much because you don't want to admit (laughs) right right yeah no i've heard that from some people like some people just uh like some days they feel like perfectly back to normal but uh, other days it's just like they just i sometimes they have trouble explaining it but they just they just can't really be doing what they were doing if it's some sort of like assigned work task or something yeah full concentration they just they just can't do it after mm-hmm. a bit yeah. yeah yeah i think i've been feeling that yeah yeah well i i hope i hope that eventually goes away too as well i hope you don't get that i hope no i hope i'm not getting to get that either but uh yeah i hope it goes away for you um yeah mm-hmm. i i struggle enough at my age too keeping all my thoughts together so it, it would be <laughs> nice um now are you i see that you're dated for October 29th at Gordon Bester. Is that still planning to happen at the moment? Yep. It's definitely happening no okay. matter what. Okay. That's good. <laughs> that's good. And is this, this is just going to be you? Uh, it's going to be myself, um, effigy girl who did end oh, up yeah. playing on September 9th. Um, another local band called mouthfeel and then a couple um, friends of ours that are gonna are thinking of doing opening sets, and we're still confirming them. But hopefully, yeah, we have some some other friends joining the the show as well. Right. Okay. Well, that's good. Yes. No, I did see the show on September 9th, and while it definitely had a big void in it with you not being there, uh, oh, I I you. thought I thought it went pretty well anyway. So yes. Yeah, so uh, I'm glad it. I'm glad it did. I felt like yeah. it. It was still. Um, yeah. If it hadn't gone through, I would have been real sad. But it was like almost a blessing for it to go through and still be. Like I heard good things about it, and my friends took a bunch of 
pictures and videos for me. So I still felt like I was there, but I just wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I, I thought that was, that was a cool experience to be just totally out of control. Like this is out of my hands. There's no choice here. Um, and it's still happening was, was kind of magical to me still. Right. Right. Well, effigy girl, they definitely took a bit of a leadership role there when, with, without you there. So I thought, Good. thought, thought they did a commendable job that way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and, uh, so is this, what was it like putting it, I guess, even though obviously you didn't, unfortunately you couldn't come in the end, but what was it like putting it together? this year i mean at least it got to be a live performance but i'll just say beforehand i thought what you did in 2021 uh even though there are various recordings and things you did like as a you know online i thought that worked together quite majestically i thought that worked really well it had a lot of diversity to it and a lot of different areas of it and i thought it worked quite well so yeah thank you so much yeah Yeah, definitely got out of all of our got out of my comfort zone um and then everyone that I got involved like we were all out of our comfort zone so I just felt like last year and like every year borderless is different like every single time it's happened it's been its own unique experience so like the first year was very was like 10 days because I had done like two weekends and the whole week and I got so many like partners involved and then you know the next year I kind of you know concentrated it a little bit more and then you know the year after that same thing you know just trying different things trying different Mm -hmm. venues different um uh ways of organizing and you know including as many different people as possible and then with the pandemic it was like okay, we can't do anything, but let's not let our spirits die here. Let's just like go with it and push ourselves to create, you know, digital content is very vulnerable. It's very permanent. Like I kind Mm -hmm. of like the, when you do a show that it's just this, this ephemeral like thing that happens and disappears and you never, like for me, I really take advantage of a lot of that magic of, of, of not knowing what's going to happen and then to have been challenged to do something so like, I don't know, <laughs> like particular and planned and yes. you know, edit it all, which took forever. So kudos to you as someone who edits things. Cause that was some of the most work was, was chopping up all these videos and, and putting them together and, yeah. And then, so this year I was really excited. I didn't, I didn't feel like I had the capacity and couldn't get, uh, much of a, you know, like a, a big long program or as many people involved as possible. But I was like, you know what? The goal is just to do live shows because that, like, we just haven't had that. So just having for me, um, doing a series of just one show and have as many people play <laughs> in one night as possible um, still makes up for it. And, and, you know, the goal is consistency and the goal is just to keep, you know, 
doing things and and keeping people that you know who also care about um you know their their story their survival getting them involved too so that we're all kind of just like hoisting each other up i think is just really important so even when there's not a lot of energy or not a lot of uh um motivation we just got to keep trudging along <laughs> right right and is are you still feel like you're following what your your original goal was for setting out for this which i take it was giving like uh a voice to those who are um if not marginalized often maybe not seen as much in mainstream either like um due to gender race sexuality or um uh, age disability or also just simply by st- style of art as well yeah well definitely keeping up with that goal so definitely started you know borderless Borderless has been really important to me because when I started getting involved in in music and art, like not just isolate, like you know, there's the act of privately making your own art, but then there's this whole other experience when you start engaging with like community and the public and sharing it. So when I started doing that, I just felt like. Um, yeah, particularly on the outside or like particularly uh, vulnerable and yeah, maybe, you know, not fitting in with the traditional uh, way of, you know, sharing music and art um, or the traditional genres that are kind of around here. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I felt like, oh, wouldn't this be great if I had a bunch of other people that were also feeling that way too. And that we could all kind of like um, be a community together. Like to me, it's really important to have um, a community of people that really understand, like appreciate your art. Like you're not just showing up to a show and you're like, Oh, what is this weird uh, music? Or this is kind of off or, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what, what certain people, um, uh, what, what everyone expects when they go to see a show. Like we all go to concerts and art shows for different reasons. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to bring together as many different people that I felt like, wow, I want to know more about you. I want to know more about your experience of life, what you think, what you feel. Uh, and I found that a lot of, you know, people on the outside have the most beautiful perspectives in music and art. And we all similarly feel like, um, you know, hesitant because we're not going to be received the same way and that it challenges, um, you know, popular sensibilities and stuff. So definitely the goal has been to do that but in the larger goal is to support local artists because at the end of the day that's 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 the goal is to support local artists but just bring in more artists like more diversity be more inclusive of different types of art and different people and and um different ways of experiencing it so i feel like um 
in the in the last couple of years, I haven't um, brought too many outside uh, or bigger acts because you know that's what I feel like other festivals already do, mm-hmm. and I feel like that's the the norm. And I, I instead I've liked this focus of just who's around right now, who is still making music, who's still making art. Let's get together and and start sharing it again and start um, experiencing life again. <laughs> right. Uh, although I must say what we did in 2018, 19, number one, that must have taken you a long time to put together. Like when you had a lot of like outside of town acts. Coming oh, in yeah. And, <laughs> and you 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 discovered some people who like before they really hit their. I hate to say it this cruelly, but before they hit their full stock value, you saw that they had talent. Like Luna Lee is one example. Oh yeah. yeah. That, that is that person. So, uh, you, um, you seem to really have a, a good eye to who to bring in there, but, but you're saying you, in the future, you want to sort of try and mainly keep it as a local, a local talent kind of. Well, show. for now, that's, I think mm. the idea, but in the future, I, I do want to synthesize and bring all the different aspects, like take the best out of, um, all the different years and the different things we've tried and mm. just continue making it better and continue those connections because, yeah, a lot of the artists that, um, came to play borderless in the, in the first few years, they have ended up becoming very successful. It's not just Luna Lee, Pixic, mm-hmm. Witch Prophet, a lot right. of people that really are just starting to, like, they're just starting their, their careers. They they have been doing it underground for a really long time. Like, one thing I really bonded with Witch Prophet about was how she was organizing uh, shows and also building her community for many, many, many years until she was able to focus and also raising a child until she was able to focus on, um, playing the music that she really, uh, enjoyed and focusing on herself. So, and I know other people like that too, like Rosina from LOL also does a lot of organizing work in Toronto and uh, you know, the more I kind of had stumbled into these connections and found these people. And I was like, Oh, I love, I love your work. I love you as a person. I love your music. I think it's the shit. Like <laughs> that's what we should all be listening to and tuning into. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yeah, why aren't you, um, bigger? I feel like that is just mm-hmm. proving my point of like these really cool artists that are, underground and seen as like eclectic and like they don't fit into particular molds and so yeah they end up kind of being on the on the outside but I think uh, a lot of people are starting to see their power in that and Mm -hmm. and to not doubt themselves so much and just keep going because you know there is that pressure like the older you get and especially as a uh like a woman or or any sort of um, artist that really you all que- you question yourself of like oh should I still be doing this uh, and society pressures you to kind of fade away and um, you know get in get in your place and stop doing this 
thing that is so out of the the norm. Um, so I feel like just continuing to encourage each other to to follow our path and not abandon it. Um, and to think of it as like, yeah, this is just our career starting. This is just our musical journeys beginnings. It doesn't just end like when you hit a certain point and you're like, okay, uh, I'm not at the level I want or whatever. And that's it. I'm done. Like the goal isn't to hit a sort of level like that. The goal is just to continue like exploring yourself and exploring your these connections and like, yeah, why you, why you want to make music and art. Like, I just feel tortured by it. I'm like every, every year that I don't like make something or do something, mm-hmm. I'm like, Oh, I have all these ideas. And I feel like if I don't get it out, like it, it just doesn't feel right. Um, so I feel like a lot of people, uh, who've been a part of borderless. And I think also a lot of people that go to borderless shows, um, feel similarly. And so we kind of have this interesting community of people, both the, the artists and the people coming to our shows, uh, are wanting to feel, yeah, to ex- feel deeper things, to feel connected. And we are all kind of, you know, marginalized and, in different ways and different, um, you know, we were all kind of in hiding and we're looking for our, our people. We're looking for um, the signs that say like, oh, life is um, the signs that you're looking for in life. I feel like, right, I feel like right. every time I go to a show and I, and I talk to some people, I'm like, oh, I really needed to have this conversation. I really needed mm-hmm. to meet you or to um, bring these particular people together. Like I always hear that, like, Oh, we're so happy to know each other now. And that's like the biggest like success to me has been the amount of people that are just like happy to get to know each other too, because then we're not all just strangers all performing and like alienated spaces. We're all like seeing each other and then like joining and yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no. Uh, no, I, I think I certainly hear what you're saying about the like the effect that like even a conversation can have because thanks to things like our technological disturbances, that's actually quite difficult for a lot of people in general to have these days. So um, I can see what you take from that. And I, I certainly was getting I, I know Google has made this where this may be a permanent thing, but your 2021 show, you really I, I could see a sense that you were really trying to um like uh, have a connection with each artist that was at that. And uh, mm-hmm. so I, I certainly was picking that up, picking that up for what you were doing. Now has the last, uh, so you're saying that you've, you really feel antsy if you're not like uh, releasing things all the time or making new music all the time is uh, have, has, has that been the case for you the last year or so? Like uh, I haven't seen much release, but you've been making a lot mm-hmm. of new music. Yeah, yeah, that has been really frustrating to me because I okay. feel like I've done so much and then it feels like I haven't done anything because I'm not sharing it or not like we're finishing it or working on it to the point where it's like in this really presentable way or something. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've gotten to the point where 
I have like a growing body of work that I do, I do feel proud of that if that has taken quite a few years to you know make sense of and arrange in different ways and and I really want to release some of it okay <laughs> but they but they get kind of stuck so like I really I had a few recordings in 2020 mm-hmm. and they were like halfway like in my mind completed and mm-hmm. I took a lot of time to listen and think okay what 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 should what direction should I take this in how should I finish this and in all those questions just kind of froze and I think also the fact that I have I'm wor- working on more than one thing is also like for some people that's a big no-no is like no do one thing at a time focus on this one song uh, and then finish it um, and I feel like I've just gotten so excited by different songs and different um, arrangements that I feel like I spend a good amount of time on like one and I make progress and I'm like, oh, I I, I just need to do this, this and this. And then, um, you know, a, a wave of being tired or, or getting busy um, with with like work or something or personal like family stuff whatever comes up in life and then you come back to it and you're like okay where was I and you kind of lose that flow and that that energy to like really the the confidence to finish something so I feel like I've gotten a little bit stuck in um the that stage of of the finishing stuff and I I really hope uh, that the rest of this year I get over that and then I am able to start releasing uh, these songs because I'm really excited by them. But okay. in, in the meantime, I'm playing at live and exploring them that way and sharing them that way. So at least it's like it's still um, real in my mind. It's still being shared just uh, very temporarily (laughs) well i if it makes you feel better what you last released uh your last album which i'll get to in a second i it's been you're to say you are making music to me is a simplification it's really it's quite it's really a bit of almost a bit of a transformative journey so it's a bit it reminds me a bit of when i first listened to alice coltrane it kind of like i just can't stop listening to it first then maybe I'm able to leave it for a while and then I come back to it because I'm always getting something new out of what you're playing. Cause it's not just music. It's sort of mm. how you are able to, you sort of collaborate a lot of things together. So mm. I think you say yourself, your music's somewhere between the earth and the stars. Uh, mm. and you're just, yeah, just going over your past. I mean, you could call some of your music from the past, everything from bluesy to punky to, uh, electronic, but, uh, your last time I felt like sort of emphasized more of a poetic, poetic uh, and melodic and kind of um, just uh, really overall something that um, was uh, trying to really have a bit of a soulful kind of touch to it as well. So um, I, I, uh, you might be in a completely different space now, but um, 
I, I guess I'll just from your last album, She Bay Zamin, and you, you can tell me if I'm wrong. Is Zamin's Urdu for land, I believe? Is that correct? Yeah, it's and, uh, it's in a few different languages. My yeah. original intention is the Farsi, okay. um, because my background is Iranian. So mm-hmm. the Zamin, yeah, means uh, earth, ground, land. Right. Uh, and Urdu and and Farsi are very closely related. So. Um, each language has a little bit of a different interpretation of that word, but the, definitely the idea is, you know, she, they, the earth, the ground, the the land we are on. Right. It, it, those three words actually sum it up better than what I was just going on about. It, your, your music seems to really just sort of really want to consume and kind of really inhale like our natural earth kind of it's part of it you know sort of thing and i think that was kind of what you were you may can tell me if i'm wrong because that's what i thought you were kind of intending so your first two tracks on that you were doing you can tell me if i'm mispronouncing your name but the poet you're doing with poet yumna yep and uh and i really loved the well i love both the tracks but i really loved uh opium lids now i'm just curious how you collaborated that together was it you just doing the sounds and she'd do her poetry or you sort of worked a little more of a like an intermix intermixing on that i'm not, just curious how you how you put those together opium lids heavy over wet veins like membranes the body flowing through invisible air pipes fluidly like water under your floorboards and rusty sink mechanics of nature Manifested into the dichotomy of kitchen pipes and oxygen capillaries, pumping bodies, fat cells carrying blood cells to... To where? To the veins and that thin slab of skin covering your vision and to these opium-breathing, eating, sleeping, dreaming hands? Blueprint pollution. White chalk lines over a milky blue landscape confining dead land, trapping it in its chalky existence, stitching up a world that has already crumbled. So we just breathe in and hope blindly. Inhale and exhale the dust of our... Yeah, well, it's an interesting story because they definitely developed separately. Like the the poem, Opium Lids, Yamna, I had actually performed in the past. And I remember thinking, wow, this this poem really like gets to me. Like I feel is really speaking about a lot of really deep, real things. And... Uh, it was also around a time where, you know, we were all living in the same city and a lot of new things were going on in our lives. And it was, you know, it definitely felt like a uh, a particular moment in time. And I felt like she really captured that. So um, when we started kind of doing, you know, music and poetry together, my first thought was, get that old poem and she didn't even remember like a lot of the the words and had to go back and 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 pull um different versions of it and we kind of like looked at it together and edited a little bit um you know had a few run-throughs and then you know we performed it live a couple times and um in those performances and it took this whole like another life form because you know we're definitely approaching it from us like a Sufi standpoint a a Sufi approach um so the 
I really appreciate that you do feel the soulfulness because we were definitely coming from um, a really deep place and wanting to express, you know, a very deep um, spirit and share, you know, wisdom of the universe or wisdom of, of you know, a lot of the mystery that um, surrounds our lives. And I felt like those performances and our and our own exploration at you know in our home, um, she's my roommate, and then you know, moved and you know comes and visits and stuff. Um, so you know having these you know spiritual journeys together, and then having these poems like kind of uh, intermingling with these memories because we're doing it together. We're drumming together at home uh, or, you know, just, you know, all of a sudden I'm playing something or, or there's some music in the back. I could even be Alice Coltrane. That's why I really mm-hmm. like, I appreciated that mention. Um, and we would just get inspired by something and it's been quite natural for us to just feel uh, inspired by something happening and then uh, exploring it together. And it's not a, a, a connection that you get very often. Um, So I feel like in those songs, uh, you know, definitely um, her poetry is the, is the focal point. And I was just building um, the feeling around it and bringing it to life and, and definitely the recording aspect too. Cause I was like, this has to be recorded. Yeah. <laughs> like it's different when you, you have something um, on paper and then, you know, our voices just bring so much to it. Um, so yeah, it was really fun to, to collaborate and, and um, bring those moments to life. Okay. Well, that's, that's good to hear. Now I, I really get the feeling myself that you yourself, as an artist, but if I was to pick your kind of like Genesis, your starting position, you, would you say you're a poet yourself? If I, if I listen later yeah. on in that album, <laughs> something like submerged in love, I yeah. get in that sense. Yes. Yeah, definitely. I feel like most of my songs start as poetry mm-hmm. and then I just kind of like, you know, I have my own books and my writing and Sometimes they just stay as poems, um, and then sometimes I go back and I'm like playing something, and I one of those pieces comes to mind, uh, and then it just kind of clicks somehow. Um, so definitely starting as a poet, mm-hmm. starting as a poet, and eventually coming to the music world and and building upon that that you know connection to you know deep feelings that you're not sure what they are and they come out through poetry and then you kind of learn about your yourself through the the abstractness that comes out in it or something I don't know right right and uh and I think one line you use in that song is the comfort of pain consumes me I believe as uh I got there so was that a bit of a um, but I say like, uh, kind of view a reflection upon yourself and, um, 
and uh, how to either A, accept or B, grow and change from that sort of thing, that position? Yeah, I feel like when I wrote that poem, um, mm. that was one that definitely came out all at once and in a very like, whoa, this just like kind of, um, it was definitely a feeling that I'd had for a while. Mm-hmm. And then when it came out on paper, I was, I was just looking at it like, whoa, this just revealed something really like real about myself. Um, and so for my, the way I read that, you know, the comfort of pain consumes me is just the idea of having a really hard life mm-hmm. and being used, being used to it, being almost expecting that it's going to be that way and expecting like everything is going to be harder than it should be. Um, you know, trust is hard to find. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, um, and the sort of reflecting on all that, the the misfortunes or the the betrayals or, you know, abandonment, like we're just being like, oh, why was I given this life when other people have, you know, other lives or something, right. you know, and just realizing like, whoa, I'm very in this world of mine where I'm thinking, you know, I'm just in this permanent um, pain state where I'm, I can't think outside of it, where I can't, like, I don't even want to to envision otherwise because I want the the pain to be, like, to be acknowledged, to be um, seen, to be, uh, you know, made to feel real. So I don't want to, like, let go of it because I'm, you know, I want to move on and grow from it, but I don't want it to be kind of like lost. So I kind of just carried it along with me and carry these ideas that, you know, life is going to always be hard or things are always going to be unfair or um, difficult. And when I, when I realized that I was like, Oh, I have to, I do have to change. I do have to change this feeling. I am almost now comforted by this idea of like, okay, anything bad that happens or anything that happens, well, like this just falls into what I already feel like kind of like validating the, the, the shittiness or something. So yeah, I feel like that, that poem really um, reflected something really real back to me that I still, uh, still reflect on even now. Mm -hmm. As it, is it fair to say, like, instead of sort of, um, um, just, um, concentrating internally, you've sort of reached out more, like, through borderless, kind of reached yeah, out. Yeah. That's been yeah. kind of your, your relief, relief in dealing with the, the many, yes, much shittiness of life. Yes. Yeah. Because if you let, like, the, 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 the instinct to isolate and to dwell is is real, and mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people get in that space of like, okay, time to withdraw, time to detach, time to 
you know, just, yeah, I just feel like, um, being able to see it and being able to reach out through it and be like, who else is going through, <laughs> going through hard stuff and then connecting with people. Cause then you realize like, Oh, like if you close off all doors, like you're just making life more and more, um, simplified and, and limited and, uh, yeah, it can get quite dark and cozy. Yes. But, but, is it better? Is it, is it more expansive? Is it healthy? Probably not. Yeah, well, no, it's, <laughs> it's a bit of a, it's a bit of a dead end knowing from my own experience. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, now to reach even a bit further back in the past. So am I correct in saying, uh, even though I, I did love the music came out from this, but uh, is television road sort of a thing of the past? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. And yeah, we definitely, we have like two songs to release that, um, didn't get released and mm-hmm. they were recorded in the beginning of 2019 and then finished in 2020. Then the entire everything flipped upside down and really we all separated into different cities too. So it was just this like magnificent, uh, um, like, yeah, like just explosion. <laughs> I feel right. like our entire um, uh, time together was was kind of that way. It was very um, came out of nowhere and it just like disappeared out of nowhere. And and what a fun, what a fun, wild, interesting ride it was. Okay. Judging by the music, it must have been. Uh, and I'm going to ask the most banal question: Does does the name of the band have to do with the location, like the road itself, or? Oh, definitely. Okay. It was, it was it was definitely named after the road. Although we joked a lot that they know, named the name the road after us. Um, mm-hmm. But it was just like uh, we all had come in through that road 
to come uh, into Peterborough. We were all from out of town when we came to Trent. Right. So Television Road, you know, it was like, oh, that would be a cool band name. And then, yeah. uh-huh. and then really it ended up being like, okay, that is a cool band name. Let's just stick with it. Okay. And so in a retrospective kind of way, um, are there things you really think you like valuable, like um, lessons you learned from that experience that you sort of carry with you today? Definitely. I think it brought a lot um, of confidence to, it brought a lot of confidence out of me um, become being put on a, You know, being able to go on stage and and just uh, say whatever you want or sing your heart out and mm. having the the energy behind you from the band and the energy in front of you from everyone listening and ha- that experience too of one making a lot of noise and sharing all sorts of opinions and wacky lyrics and whatever. Mm-hmm. And then having it listened to and kind of having like energy thrown back, like, ah, no. um, <laughs> was such an interesting experience because I'd always gone to shows and music has always been really important in my life. And I didn't expect to end up on the stage. Mm-hmm. Although I feel like I see secretly always wanted to, but I felt like I could never take, that space and that was a part of why I feel like I started borderless too because I was like why don't I think I could take that space so I've always been interested in music I've always played and and sung and and things so why do not I not see myself as someone who can be on stage and you know it does uh you also go through a period of then questioning everything about yourself and everything you're saying and everything you're like, you kind of, uh, you make a bunch of noise, a bunch of people, you meet a bunch of people and then all the anxiety ensues of like, what did I just do? What did I just say? How does this come off? Like just all this other stuff. And then you go through this period of like doubting and, and, that period of my life had just so many, I feel like I was definitely a fish out of water. All the Mm -hmm. people around me were just so different from me. Um, especially from that like perspective of, of being around like a lot of like privileged, like white men that had always played music and always had, you know, everything around them supported and, and then me just coming from a whole different life experience and just being like, Whoa, like Mm -hmm. this is interesting and all the people that I met all the different bands and all kinds of weird situations with like venues and you know people popping up and um you know there's just so much that happens that's not just music like when you start performing and 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 meeting people and making connections and it feels like you know for a while it felt like a very dark scary world like it went from being very exciting to like dark and scary and like you know being questioning yourself questioning other people questioning intentions uh, questioning values um I definitely come from a very philosophical background so I think I was definitely feeling and and noticing all these things and maybe other people um 
if they did notice, they didn't, it didn't matter to them as much. And to me as feeling like an outsider and feeling like, oh, I feel like not quite as respected as everyone else or like, oh, I don't feel quite as, as confident in everyone else. That kind of made me want to like fight back and be defiant and be like, you know what? I am going to take this space. I am going to just, even if I'm not a perfect musician or I am not like a well-trained, I don't know a lot of the notes that I'm playing and, and things like that. Like other people would use that to discount me, but I would say that's been my biggest strength because I do live outside all of those structures and I do just transmit whatever comes out, even if I'm not that great at first. Like I just like still stick with it and, and do it imperfectly. And I think for other people, because they doubt themselves, um, it's hard to watch um, someone else do that and, and make those mistakes and be imperfect and not fit into the label. But I think now um, by continuing to do that, that I, I hope, I hope that I'm inspiring also other people and my own peers to, to, to take that space, even if you're not, you know, well-trained or experienced or don't have like a certain background or style that you think is like whatever it's just like do it anyway <laughs> right 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 oh no it's uh, risk is necessary at times that's that's good so while i hope any unreleased tracks from them uh come out i'd be the first to listen to it but i guess what i'm getting from you uh, um is like if you if this had continued if there was no covid so that seems to be what 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 killed it in a in a surface level, but even to say if that didn't happen, you may have eventually found that experience a bit limiting, limiting to yourself. Yeah, I'm actually mm-hmm. so glad that everything turned out the way that it did and unraveled the way that it did, because then I, you know, one thing wouldn't have it. One thing leads to the other. So if it, if that if I didn't have that period and that stage in my life and all those experiences, then there wouldn't be this stage where I now feel like, okay, here are my full, like, here's my style. Here's my full songs. Here are all the instruments I can play. Here are all the weird, you know, and that was fun too, because television road was more like kind of silly and fun. So it it was less vulnerable that way. Right. So now it's like, Oh, I get to now be more vulnerable and take those those um, those chances, but also make something that's more meaningful to myself and more representative of of where I'm coming from. Because, like, you know, there's no one like next to me saying like, "Oh, don't do that, do this," or like, it's just myself. Like, okay, here's some piano. Here's what music goes with it or here's what's uh lyrics or poetry goes with it and just that really peaceful process now that I feel like I have I uh I don't think I could have gotten there without television road and that experience of making music with other people and trying different things and I built a lot of um really great skills I think and and playing with other people. And, and now I'm also bringing those um, skills with my new band with now my like 
my music, like my, um, my compositions and my, um, being able to just say like, this is me as opposed to sharing, um, like a group, uh, collective sound. Um, I felt like it would have been really hard for me to be able to focus on myself while being around other people because I just naturally, you know, if I'm in a group, I want to be representative of the group. I want to be mm-hmm. a collective. I want to be, uh, I wouldn't want to take like the front stage. And it was an interesting experience to be like, uh, like a, a front and a singer and, and the person bringing all the energy and stuff. But it was also hard because I felt like, Oh, am I taking too much space? Am I like being the way other people, like it just brought too much anxiety. So now I feel like, um, I can take those experiences, just be like, yep, this is me. This is my space. Right. <laughs> and, and having that, and then also like have that confidence. And now I don't doubt myself. Like before the whole time, I, I, I didn't know whether I even considered, I kept questioning whether I'm even a musician, even though I was, making music and performing mm-hmm. i always had this idea you're not a real musician you're playing with real musicians but you're not a real musician and now having my own my own songs and my own space like the people that came um to play with me in this band wanted to play with me and and heard my solo things and were like whoa interesting music i want to join i want to play this with you i feel like i can add something and that was such a unique experience that i had never felt before all right um so that's a bit of the you know what i feel like the future will have um you know now going from solo um still focusing on the solo but having people come and support me um but still supporting like you know my vision or something right Um, well, I I can't help but ask about this one song because I do feel this really represents you going from like uh, kind of, you know, television roads, like you said, silliness kind of in your face to being like really vulnerable and really trying to um, bring it all out musically as a song, Hidden Histories, which I, mm. I haven't really found anywhere besides YouTube. But anyway, I, I that um, that piece always really fascinates me. And um, it seems to be you just on piano when you're doing it. But uh, is there anything you want to say about that song in particular? Or just um... I love that you brought that song up. Because okay. I actually, I love that song. And that is one of the songs that I wish I had released. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, I'll um... second that. Yes. <laughs> so thank you. That is very encouraging. I will okay. we'll be working on this. Um so that song is the reason why that I think sounds like such a good transition is because that's actually a song that I did perform with television road. Mm-hmm. And um, interestingly enough, and I always felt this way, you know, uh, we had like a push and a pull in the band for sure. We loved each other, but there was definitely mm-hmm. with any band, you have difference of opinion. And that's a song that I had brought to the band myself. And, uh, we never really got around to doing much with it. So we didn't record it, even though a lot of our other songs we recorded like 
pretty quickly. We would write something, perform it a bunch, and then record it right away. Mm-hmm. Um, that song, I always felt like, what's going on here? How come this song is not making it through? Because my other, a couple of my other songs did make through, like Lavender Town. I wrote mm-hmm. all the guitar and most of the the idea for the song, um, and then you know asked people to play those parts and stuff. Whereas, like, yeah, Hidden History is just for some reason never clicked with the band and that's a part of what I was talking about of like oh wanting my my true feelings or my true um you know something real in me to be expressed and uh you know we had performed it a few times um but barely uh and often it would just be me and the the keyboard player or yeah, mostly just me and the keyboard player. It was like, how come this song doesn't get through? And and because it was so close to me and also a, a, something that I felt was really emblematic of like what I was going through at the time and being like, oh, I feel like I have this really deep, like painful uh, past and it's getting, uh, it's getting missed. It's getting... Um, you know, I'm, I'm hidden in plain sight mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of feeling. And so, uh, when the pandemic happened, uh, that song came back to my, my mind and I started playing it again. And I was like, Oh yeah, what happened with that song? And I, and I changed the, the keyboard because the, the original way we, we performed it, the, um, someone in my band had done the the keyboard and I just had this whole new part that just came out of nowhere and I was like alone in my apartment this was like when everything first happened and I wasn't connected with like um, any of my family I didn't have uh, like I was going through a hard time so I was already kind of like self-isolating from my friends so I felt like you know, I was kind of hiding in mm-hmm. <laughs> the song, <laughs> Hidden Histories, like, noticed me and came back to my, my, my consciousness. And, and I just started playing that one. I still play that song so much. And that's why I am a little um, frustrated with myself of not recording it. And I think, you know, I'm just maybe worried of like, uh, finishing it for some reason um but I want to and yeah and I want it to be probably a part of the same um album that we release with the TV Road song so the idea is definitely to do a a split EP where it's the two TV Road songs and then the hidden histories and then a couple of my um solo songs but I just can't decide <laughs> Or finish, so. <laughs> well, I, I highly... That'll be TBRD part two. <laughs> okay. Well, I highly suggest uh, you use it. I, I, I think it is really, it, it's really a piece meant for you and uh, you only, I think, because it's, 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 yeah, um, all those reasons you were just saying. And-